Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good. Clean. Fun. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by the 2013 Hyundai Sonata. Learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello and welcome to a brand spanking new episode of AutoLine Daily. It's Friday, Friday the 26th of October. I'm Jim Hall from 2953 Analytics filling in for John today. Anyway, onwards and upwards, it's time for the news. Shall we get started? There's more earnings to report today. Not surprisingly, with slumping sales and a generally bad economy in Europe, Renault announced that its third quarter revenue dropped 13% compared to last year, down to $11 billion. And the company expects that its full year revenue will be below last year's level. Big surprise. Now, it's a different story over at Hyundai. Bloomberg reports the company's third quarter net profit jumped to $2 billion, which is, weirdly, also a 13% change, but a rise compared to last year. Anti-Japanese sentiment in China helped boost sales for Hyundai in the PRC, and unlike most automakers, Hyundai was able to grow market share in Europe thanks to demand for the Tucson and its new mini-car, the i10. The news wasn't quite so good at Kia, though. Even though the company's net profit in the third quarter rose to $750 million, it missed analyst expectations. Additionally, they had strikes in the summer, and it basically made them lose production for nearly 63,000 vehicles, and they're not getting those back. Hydraulic fracturing, or fracking, is somewhat controversial, but it could lead to lower fuel prices. According to Bloomberg, a number of companies are taking advantage of the excess natural gas that comes from fracking shale rock, turning it into gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Oxford Catalyst says it costs $2.95 a gallon to make premium diesel from oil, but the price drops to $1.57 a gallon using natural gas, and this is at a small plant. Plans to build the Audi R8 e-tron seem to have been placed on the back burner pending a project review. With a range of 150 miles and a 0 to 60 time under 5 seconds, the e-tron was set to take on the likes of the Tesla Roadster and the upcoming Mercedes-Benz SLS AMG electric drive. The holdup was ordered due to a lack of advanced and inexpensive batteries to power the car, along with generally poor EV sales worldwide. In related electric news, battery supplier LG Chem has halted production at a battery plant in Holland, Michigan. The plant was supposed to be making batteries for the Chevy Volt, but still hasn't produced any for production volts. However, if demand increases, the plant could be fully operational in a very quick period of time. And speaking of electric vehicles, that's the subject of this week's AutoLine poll. What sort of electrified vehicle would you consider buying when it's time for your next new car? A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, range extended electric vehicle, pure EV, or none of the above? Click on the link below today's show at autoline.tv. Make your voice heard. John McElroy will be in on Monday, and he's going to give you the results of the survey. Coming up next, GM's head of global product development explains how the company is able to manage the complexity of all its project centers around the globe. Clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Why? Higher take rates, lower cost of ownership, longer range and better fuel mileage, lower CO2 emissions. Clean diesel, good, economical, functional. Bosch, invented for life. On AutoLine this week, John sits down to talk with Mary Barra, head of General Motors Global Product Development. GM has more product development centers than any other car company around the world. And the following clip, Mary's going to explain how the company is able to manage the complexity of so many programs being developed at the same time all over the world. 
I think, you know, one of the benefits of having that kind of footprint is you have engineers in many markets that really have deep understanding of the customer. Because, you know, what's important to a customer in India or Korea or, or North America can be very different. So that's the benefit. But one of the things we've worked on over the last couple of years is not trying to have, you know, this part of the vehicle done here, this part of the vehicle done there, because you create a lot of interfaces and it, it makes it a little more difficult, I think, to execute the vehicle well and in a timely fashion. So what we've focused on is we've assigned programs over the last couple years is pretty much if we're going to do it, you know, we're going to do the bulk of the vehicle in one engineering center. We may leverage specific resources, but that's really allowed us to, uh, I think, to, to have the consistency that we needed and not try to execute something that's too hard from an uh, engineering difficulty perspective. But do you need so many of them? As I said, I don't think any other company has as many PD centers. Well, you know, to your point, one of the other things is we're looking at what do those engineering centers do? And we set up architectures now all in one location. It happens to be uh, our U.S., our Warren uh, site, because you need to have not only driving the commonality within an architecture, but between architectures. And if they're doing those differently, to your point, you're not going to have that. So I think we're all, that's what I also look at the work that we're doing. But everyone, as we set up a new vehicle, is going to come through uh, the group that does that in Warren to make sure that it's, uh, it's driving all the consistencies and taking advantage of what General Motors, one of our big strengths is, is our scale. So, um, you know, that's the way we tackle it. And then we're getting the best of both worlds because we still have those engineers on the ground that understand the customer, but we're making sure we set it up before we, uh, you know, ask an, uh, a regional engineering center to execute. Also joining John for that show is Michelle Krebs from Edmunds.com and Jeff Bennett from the Wall Street Journal. You can watch the entire episode right now at AutoLine.tv. But that brings us to the end of this week's episode. I'm Jim Hall from 2953 Analytics. Thanks for watching, and everybody have a great weekend. See you next time. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.